And if I feel like you have one more thing that can one up anybody, right. that makes right. you better. Yeah. So that's my argument. I'll put it this way. The main reason Jordan didn't have a three pointer because it wasn't as necessary as it was when Kobe started. Right. So I mean, but see, that goes back to my point. Well, when people when you say stats at the end of the day, um, I think stats are gonna lie. I just do. Just like I think Wood Chamberlain hundred point game lie. He was playing against like YMCA players that you know. What I mean, they knew people when they brought him into the league. He scored yeah. hundred points on them. Yeah. Like that don't that don't count. Like. If he was doing that, if he had that hundred point game against Bill Russell, I mean, it might have been like legit because that was a thing at the time, big guys. But when you go back and watch his highlights, I mean, come on, man, he was seven two, seven one. Those guys looked like they were like six eight. He was catching yeah, the ball I mean, yep. and just laying it up. I mean, I can't. I mean, I guess it is an error type thing, but I can't. I can't give LeBron greatest play of all time. You can't fail when it matters most. I'm not saying I he's the greatest that. player of all time. I, I can't, you can't argue with. I, I said I just made the point that overall he's a better player than Kobe. Now, because I'm putting shit like this, even though because <laughs> See, Kobe, I let him go. Kobe did what was Michael was a lesser grade Michael Jordan with little iterations that were different. However, at the same time, even though they had the same mentality. The same results didn't come out of it because Kobe didn't learn how to play basketball until later in his career. He didn't learn how to win correctly because even though he had Shaq, he still didn't know how to win. And he had to have that era where he was really the ball, that that ball guy down. I'm going to get these buckets and nobody else is going to get in my way. He he needed to have that era. I get out of his system, which was around that time he was playing against Phoenix and they blew that 3-1 lead. And he didn't have one Kwame Brown and Smush Parker and all that. He needed to get that era out of his system in, in order for him to go to that next level where he likes to learn how to play basketball, which came when he went against the Celtics all right. and the Magic. However, before you go, if you notice, the only championship that really matters that he really won on his own besides the ones with Shaq. And Shaq was a big part of the reason they won in that in the first three. Was the Celtics that second time went against the Celtics? Because we all know that Magic one was cool, mm. but nobody expected the Magic win. I it, exactly. That's why that didn't mean much, even though he got it. Because all right, they they should have won that. Because really, people thought him and LeBron was going to square up that season anyway, but LeBron mm. fell short. But then, does if he didn't win against the Celtics that year, his career looked at a whole lot differently. Right. However, go ahead. So let me ask you this. What's a bigger knock on a player's career? Blowing a 3-1 lead in the first round or getting swept in the NBA Finals? Twice. <laughs> Listen, even though I say LeBron is a better overall player, I'm not saying they don't have equally as bad mess-ups as the one because Kobe shooting them out of that Detroit series Come on, man. You know that was he was going through that legal. So he's the, hey, look, he's the one that says you gotta play basketball. He's the one that says, hey, no matter what, you gotta play basketball. So he gotta hold himself too. I understand. I understand totally what he was going through. However, you still step on that court. That means you either gotta hoop or not hoop. And the main reason they lost was because of Kobe. Shaq was dominating as usual. Yeah, uh, Ben Wallace was. Ben Wallace might have something to say about that though. But he okay. had. But he still. Shaq still got his buckets though, regardless. Okay. But Kobe was getting shut down. 
There's no disputing that. I don't know about shit. He had a lot going on, man. He was facing what 25, 30 years. It's a lot to think about. He was still getting locked <laughs> you, up. You don't you don't know when he walked off that court, he didn't know whether or not they were gonna be like, Kobe Bryant, you under arrest. He probably was thinking about that the whole time while he out there. You you don't know what those people doing while you out there hooping. They investigating, coming up. I know that had to be in the back of his head. I understand, but he still got locked up. Yeah, he got, okay, he got locked up, okay. He was getting clamped. All right, so what about this right here, right? So for all those LeBron fans, right? So what do you have to say about the primary defender, right, that LeBron guarded or he was supposed to be matched up with? And most of his NBA finals ended up winning finals MVP. You had Danny Green, you had Kawhi Leonard, you had Kevin Durant twice, Iguodala. Because his primary player won MVP. He's looked at as the best player. So whoever wins the team and whoever's guarding him and stopping him, that's what they're <laughs> going to get the finals MVP. That's why Steph didn't get it. Oh, boy. Boy, I'm right. not. Iguodala I'm not got that MVP, but I'm not saying that Iguodala was the best player. Iguodala the changed the series. Yeah, he changed. Yeah, agree. Why? Because LeBron couldn't sit. Who was it? Who was it at the time that was on that team? Was it Harrison Barnes or somebody? He couldn't. When have you ever? What? What? I can't even believe this. <laughs> I, like, what series have you ever seen LeBron or game defend the best player on the court? I've seen Kobe do it. I've seen Jordan do it. You have never. When I used to watch LeBron play in the Chicago playoffs, Bulls, Derrick Rose. He guarded Derrick Rose. Yeah. With one shot. He, he pretty much kind of clamped him up a little bit in the right. series, and that's what kind. That's what put them over the Bulls at that time. All right. So check this out. Right. It was play that playoff series against Indiana. <laughs> he didn't guard Paul George. You know who? You know who he guarded? He guarded Lance Stevenson. LeBron guarded Lance Stevenson. You know who guarded Paul George? J.R. Smith. Why? Okay. Why would you do that? Just why? Yeah, I remember. I got a little footage. You know, yeah, if you nah, want. he does shy away from the big, the big moments. He does shy away from them. I'm not saying I disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree. I know, I'm just I know saying. This, man, I know like, this is a fact. You but, can't. But you like I said, to, numbers lie, man. Act. Yeah, but you have to look at the overall player. At the end of the day, because if you just look at singular categories, then I could say, um, you know, whoever got the most blocks that season was the best player. So we had to look at everything. <laughs> I am looking at everything, and I'm trying to find an area, or why would why would anybody? Don't get me wrong, LeBron is a top three to five player in NBA history, depending on who you ask. I probably have him top three, top four, maybe. I still got him up there. I just don't have him over those other two guys. Who are the other two guys? Jordan and Kobe. You know what? Kobe. Man, this is going to – y'all get mad at me if y'all want to. But it's really uh, – Kobe's really top 15. All right, so <laughs> I want you – first of all, I want you to name five players better than Kobe. I don't even want you to give me 14. I just okay. want you to give me five. All right, so Tim Duncan, that's one. Accomplishment-wise, yeah, but, like, individual, no. I can't – because if, you, if you're talking about overall, like you said, what, I mean, that's, that's even – I mean, that's that's tough to say. That's, but, like, but you are going to accomplish and talking about – What Kobe excelled in 
with before you areas. get on. Let me, let me, let me All right, go ahead, list. go ahead, because I'm going to use that same thing against you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, LeBron's top He's in the top ten. Why is he better than Tim Duncan? Who? Talking about LeBron or Kobe? LeBron James. He ain't a better defender. He ain't a better rebounder. He's a better passer, maybe. Is he a better scorer? Was he ill? Or is his? I mean, Tim Duncan played an era who was big man. He did good for that era. He still probably twenty four thousand points. He's up there. Uh, he beat LeBron in the finals what twice? I think LeBron got him once, but we all know why. Yeah, it wasn't because of the shot he made. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, LeBron did shoot the shot before he just bricked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, why? How? When? When did LeBron pass Tim Duncan? Because, he, because he he's a he he's not a better defender. He's a better him, what? He's a better defender than ninety percent of the people in the NBA. Who? He's not the best scorer, but Who? he's better than scoring at ninety percent of the NBA. Who did? I, so he 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 LeBron, just is. LeBron is a better defender than ninety percent of people in the NBA. Ninety percent. All right, we gonna have to do another podcast or something, and I'm gonna have to bring like clips. We gonna have to have something right there. If you ever watch the Lakers, you ever watch LeBron play. Most of the time when somebody get a wide open shot or they get a layup, he always turns to his teammates and does this. He's lost on the defensive There's, assignment. Everybody, you got to start using old LeBron, though. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not justified, but you know, <laughs> I understand what you're trying to say when you bring old LeBron into this. What do you mean old LeBron? I'm talking about young LeBron. Like, young LeBron. Like, the only reason I was only going to say old LeBron because they're Lakers. So. I, even... even even young young LeBron, I don't remember him ever guarding the best player being a good perimeter defender. He's big. He's strong. You ain't going to run by him. Like when, he, when he put effort in on defense, there was a point in time where he could have won defense. But he doesn't, though. That's the thing. I get he's not consistent, but he it has shown over his career that he is definitely able and capable of doing so. He's bigger. He's just big. He's big and fast, like 6'8", 265". They said can run like a deer. He was a tight end in football. Like, ain't too many people gonna run by him. Right. And but I hey, but I've seen some players cook him that that's like not top tier players. Like I seen Lou Aldine cook him in that uh Chicago uh, Chicago yeah, Lou Aldine used to get buckets. people people <laughs> like the shit on Lou Aldine. Lou Aldine was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nice. Yeah, Danny Danny Granger used to get LeBron buckets. I ain't he saying was, was I'm saying top player. tier yeah. players. Like of course I could throw Kevin Durant out there. But I ain't even gonna do him like that. But I'm talking about those players where people forget about. Like, Carmelo Anthony used to give LeBron buckets. Yeah, I know Carmelo, he was a scorer. But what I'm saying is, like, when has LeBron ever locked anybody up? His greatest defensive player is a chase down block. He wasn't the primary <laughs> defender. He just happened, he made a great play. But he's not an on-ball defender. You know what I mean? He's not a great on ball defender. He's not a great okay. on ball. Defender. He's all right. He's a but good one. Jordan and Kobe were great on ball defenders. I promise you. They might made all defensive teams probably, probably nine or ten times in their career. Wait, first, second, third, somewhere on there. You know, I guarantee. You, I know it. <laughs> no, I, I know actually, it. you know what? I know it. I wouldn't put. Now I'm gonna revert what I said. I wouldn't put um, LeBron over Michael Knight. Why? You I wouldn't put LeBron over Michael. I, I I wouldn't. Why? Because that does it does very important. Like the point he made, even though it is a subjective thing, <laughs> like the heart, where you're gonna put yourself out there when it matters the most. You need that to win. You don't need someone to 
that backs away, no matter how good you are, if you're backing away, you're taking yourself out the most important play when they need you the most. So you need heart to to really win. So that's why I can't put LeBron over Michael. I can't put him over Kobe though. I mean, you I, I'm you confused. can't you you're can't put him over one and 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 not the other. You're they were essentially the same player. You're talking about heart, and you say you got you can't put LeBron over Jordan. That doesn't make it. No, no, no. Michael had more heart. Okay, because it sounded like you were saying the opposite. That's why I was confused. No, 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 no. Michael Jordan would put himself out there, the most important part of the game. No matter what happens, he's just like, look, fuck it. I'm going to help us win this. I'm not going to back away and like be the the huge, humongous rhinoceros in the room and then back away. You know what I'm saying? Have you, have you ever watched LeBron play in a game seven? Can you tell us a game seven by the way he's playing, or does he play like his game one? Like he has another chance. All right. When, when you when you watch when you watch Jordan in closeout games, when you watch Kobe in closeout games, those guys are so aggressive because they feel like if they're going to lose, it's going to be because of them. It's not going to be because of Derek Fisher, and it's not going to be because of Steve Kerr. I'm gonna take the first nine shots of the game, and if I miss all nine of them, oh well, because I want to win that bad. LeBron still come out. He's kicking it out to Corver. He's kicking it out to whoever whoever's standing in the corner. He's still playing like he has another chance. And it's just like you, that's that's. However, about Kobe though, Kobe doesn't really have too many breakout playoff and finals games. <laughs> as mu- as greatest games he had during his career, his finals games repertoire of besides a few, what memorable moment in the finals does Kobe really have? Memorable moments in the finals. Besides the one in Indiana when he's playing with Shaq. Let me see. He had like 45, I think, against Orlando a few times. Um, I think it was only like once. That was all. He scored 40 that first game. All right, so you, moment, moments moment. of scoring output. Moments. Because I remember moments of tight game in Boston where he cooked Ray Allen from the free throw line like twice to close that game out. In Boston, I think to send it back to L.A. for game seven. He may not have had 35 points. He may have had 27, but the Celtics were the best defensive team, so you couldn't expect that 45 points usually like that. But the two biggest shots of the game, when it was seconds left, Kobe was shooting that shot. He was not running the pick-and-roll kicking it to Derek Fish. LeBron would have been kicking it to Delavadova and whoever else, and they missed it, and it's just like, well, we, we made the correct basketball play, but LeBron and Kobe ain't going for that. However, LeBron does have – Icon, iconic moment. Where at? The Boston series. That's not the finals, though. And no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me get to it. I agree with you. It's not the finals. However, as compared to Kobe's, all right, let's bring the whole playoffs then. What? How many oh. iconic moments does Kobe have in the playoffs? Uh, a bunch. Okay, listen. Or name names names for you. It's too many, man. This that's the difference between like that's like asking me to name every clutch shot Kobe ever hit, and then ask you to name every one LeBron ever hit. You'll name them because it was so few. You can't name Kobe's. You remember? I can I can sit and name LeBron's game winning shots. But okay, but Kobe Kobe and- Kobe's really ain't that efficient when you look at him. No, what I'm saying it doesn't matter. I'm talking. I ain't talking about efficiency right now. I'm talking about that matters. Though, when, no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you look at everything, even you talking about how many big games and everything like that, 
That's like saying, how many big scoring games do you remember from LeBron? Oh, Paul Pierce. How many do you remember LeBron, from Kobe though? LeBron, like, even though LeBron gets points, he isn't a scorer. Is that? He he gets buckets, but he's not a scorer. What he I'm saying is, what, no. What I'm saying, we get you get away from my point. What I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. like you're going to name the big games LeBron had, right? Kobe had so many. It's just like I can't sit and really pinpoint. I know he did. I mean, he wouldn't be Kobe without those moments. You got to think about it. Yeah, LeBron had his moments, but like you can remember LeBron's easier. Like you know, you have the Celtics. You have the Pistons series. We scored the last 25. You have uh, Golden State when he had 50. You can remember his big moments because he doesn't have as many as Kobe. And it's not even really, to me, it's not even really debatable about who had bigger moments or bigger scoring outputs because we all agree that Kobe was a better scorer. So, I mean, that would kind of be pointless. It's just like, like I said, game-winning shots. I can see the name the 10 game-winning shots that LeBron had in his career probably. You won't name all the Kobe's. You're going to leave something out. Because he had his his catalog, his resume is that big. LeBron's isn't that big. You remember. It's like, how many good songs do you remember from Trinidad James? <laughs> all gold, everything, right? How many good songs do you remember from Lil Wayne? Like it's You remember it all go with everything Because it's like his only one But when you start talking about like another, You start the cat, it done, It's not the same The resumes are not the same They're not the same They'll never be the same It's never be It's nothing in my I fuck with that because I like Lil Wayne it's, it's, <laughs> I might have totally missed the point it's, it's, it's nothing that I feel LeBron could do To pass Kobe as a greater player, because even if he end up with seven championships, he passed Michael and uh, Kobe. Look how many tries it would take for him to do that. For him to get seven, he would have to go seven and what is it, six? That means he went to the finals 13 times. That's good. But, I mean, if they had 13 chances, you got to think about it. Jordan was six and oh. You gotta you ca- you kind of have to think if he hadn't retired for two years they would have won eight straight. Debatable. Okay, well he went one of two. That's seven. I just said that's the only way he gonna pass him, and he doesn't. He didn't even get to ten tries. He didn't even get to eight. Well, he got to eight, and then he got seven. Kobe is five and seven. All he had to do was win two more. Say he didn't have that legal trouble going on in Detroit. They probably wasn't gonna beat Detroit either way. Okay, because Detroit was just they were a better team. There's a Lakers thing about the Lakers, especially the earlier Lakers. They're the teams they face. They didn't have. Oh, we're going by teams. Okay. No, no. I'm the teams they faced didn't have smart. Really wasn't smarter than them Mm. until they got to Detroit. That was Detroit was the smartest team they played against because in the finals they played against the Nets. They they were gonna wash them. Yeah, they were nice, but they was they wasn't beating the Lakers. That's yeah. like saying, all right, so you that's the, the Nets, the Pacers. That's the equivalent of saying LeBron LeBron would not have as many finals trips if he didn't play in the Eastern Conference. That's un that's undebatable. No. He played listen to the listen to the best player LeBron played while he was in the East. The whole his whole career probably was Paul George. Name a better player he played against in the East. <laughs> you can't you won't. 
He played against. I remember he played his first playoff series. It was, always comes down to that because his his first playoff series was against. Conference. Listen to listen to these players' first playoff teams they played against. I remember I'm a basketball encyclopedia, right? So look, right, Jordan's it. first. I mean, Jordan's first playoff series was what against like it was either the Celtics or the Pistons. I think it was the Celtics. I think it was Larry Bird he couldn't get by, right? Or it was the Bad Boy Pistons. LeBron Kobe's was Utah. LeBron's first playoff series was against Gilbert Arenas and Larry Hughes. You tell me who had tougher opponents on the way to, I guess, the land of prosperity. No, I was talking about in the land of prosperity. <laughs> oh, in the land of prosperity? Yeah, I was talking about the Lakers when they faced in. That's why they lost to the Pistons because even though the Lakers are great, if they faced somebody smarter than them, which they did, they lost. I'm trying to think. Okay, the Lakers beat Sixers, Indiana. Hey, we ain't gonna talk about that. Oh yeah, exactly. And New Jersey. Those are their finals opponents. Now you could say their uh, teams before they got there were better, but when they got there, that's who they played. In one in one year, they almost they did, almost didn't even lose a game. Oh yeah, fifteen and one. Yeah, I remember that, that was the yeah. Sixers. Yeah, Sixers won, but they everybody knew they was gonna beat the Sixers anyway. Yeah, I mean, I give you credit with that, but you know the the point still stands. On the on the way, the best player LeBron ever played in the East was was Paul George, and he didn't guard him. By the way, I forgot to mention that. I mean, sometimes <laughs> yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. So, Think about it. He he played Toronto about four times. Against Carl Kyle Lowry, De, Carmelo DeRose. Anthony. So we played against D Wade at one point in the playoffs in the East. They, uh, he might not have ever played against D Wade in the playoffs. Nah, they, they, oh wow, well, that's crazy. So think about it, Paul George. He played against Melo at one. What with the Knicks or something? I think the Knicks might have made it in 2012, yeah, it, but they might have lost somebody. I can't remember, but nah, they they never played him. All right, never, so Paul George, fuck. Paul George is the best player LeBron ever played in the Eastern Conference Finals. I still don't Eastern know if that's correct because Chauncey Billups wasn't trash, but he was older. Yeah, Paul George is better than Chauncey Billups, and I like Chauncey Billups. Fair at that time. That's fair. Hey, I mean, even if you say Chauncey Billups is better, you if you when you start comparing names, whoever you want to say, if you want to say Chauncey Billups is better than Paul George, let's roll with that. Chauncey Billups ain't better than Larry Bird. Who's gonna say that? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, that's my point. LeBron, also, his however, so, so you can't control areas though too. either. You can't control the area. See, there we go. That's that. See, that's that LeBron logic right there, right? It's not. Like <laughs> no, no, no. Not I'm not even saying you like you a LeBron fan. Like when when you start talking about LeBron. And you start bringing up stuff like that, it's just like everything is like boom, boom, boom. It's just like they'll bring the point up, and then when you like prove it wrong, it's just like okay, yeah, we gotta change the subject. You gotta flip the page. Just something no, different. I'm, I'm gonna say why because everyone will be able to adapt. Because at the end of the day, these are all time great players. No matter what era they're in, they're gonna adapt. Now, am I saying LeBron will have more championships if he played in that era? I'm not gonna say that. All right. So, which players you think I have a a harder time adjusting to, or would be easier? The players today playing in the early era, or the guys now playing in the softer era? No, I, think I think Larry LeBron Bird would 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 flourish, and this is why he he'll be allowed to have the LeBron system because it, back then there used to be just one guy, mm-hmm. or just or two, and they used to like kind of just centered around him, and LeBron would be like kind of the center of the team. 
So he would flourish in that era. Thing like, is, he would be a lot bigger and stronger than the people in that era. Yeah, he still had to learn how to play basketball because he didn't learn how to play basketball until he got to Miami. All right, so check this out, right? So which rules we playing with, too, because that matter, too, right? So if you're talking about playing in the early 90s, 80s, whatever. All right, so LeBron go to the hole right now. There is no really no real big man in the league. My guy Rudy, you know, that's the that's the best def- post you know paint defender in the league. But we all know Rudy, he, he ain't the strongest guy in the league. Right. All right. If LeBron go in the hole in the early nineties, Charles Oakley gonna make him think twice. Elijah Wan, David Robinson, maybe, maybe. But a, a let's dad. see who's equipped. Let's see who's better equipped for that you, situation. First of all, first of all, when you say adapt. Because everyone's going to have to adapt to the times they're in. They're going to adjust accordingly. That's, right. that's the way of life. All right, so remember in the early 90s, right? They could put their hand in your jersey. Mm-hmm. They can control which way you went. So he's going to play through that. And he's going to finish over top of somebody at the rim. Mind you, this is the same guy when you watch him in the league right now. That the smallest foul, he will stop in the middle of a play. Won't get back on defense to talk to the ref. Because somebody hit his hand. You think he's going to play in that era? Yeah, he just wouldn't be do he's gonna have to adapt. He's not gonna be able to do that. And he's gonna have to get the jump shot. Hey look, <laughs> you don't wanna know what's funny about it though? I was talking about this earlier with my brother, right? So if you're watching the league this year, right, you see how the league is more physical and everything. Yeah, James Harden playing like shit ever hey, look, since. Hey look, Will LeBron it. Will LeBron it. He hurt. Allegedly. Yeah, exactly. He allegedly hurt. <laughs> he hurt. It's more physical. He hurt. <laughs> he hurt. That's why. That's why he wouldn't play in the nineties. He hurt already. Granted though. He is old. He is by NBA standards. I don't want to hear it. Old as shit. I don't want to hear it. He's in better shape than Jordan was, and Jordan still, I mean, when he was older, still doing his thing. When he first left Miami, he had to go back to Cleveland and play for two weeks. He then got skinny and shit. Then he got big again all of a sudden. I, I remember seeing this shit live, bro. When he they first said, came out of Cleveland, he, he couldn't was, even dump. They said it was I South, seen that shit. Said it was South Beach died. That paleo died. I remember him saying that bullshit. Man, <laughs> listen. That nigga couldn't even dunk when he first went back to Cleveland. I seen that shit with my own two eyes. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he had that big ass headband on with the fucking bullshit they used to have when they doing the little New Jersey's with the names on the bottom. Right, right. I remember that. that nigga couldn't even dunk. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Then all of a sudden, two weeks later, nigga came back doing windmills and shit again. I'm like, uh, <laughs> something's weird about that. Then that nigga was looking like 50 sitting that one movie when he had cancer and shit. Uh, oh. self destruct or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, but but when you think of the um the drugs that they take, it's usually for mu- like to gain muscle. It d- usually doesn't help you jump. Though. Talking about all the legend PDs niggas taking nowadays, because everybody all yo everybody that was just around like twenty and under and is hooping like from thirteen to twenty nowadays. All these other alleged not real PDs, but in performance right. enhancers or creatine and all that shit. That's why all these dudes are jumping hard, but they still getting hurt fast because they ain't training their body right. All they talking about all that type mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Man. I think it's just a better training regimen in there, and they they might be taking some supplements, but all supplements ever did was give them energy. But you ever heard the phrase "you do something too quick, you gonna end up fucking up"? Yeah, these dudes are developing a little too fast sometimes. That's why they don't learn. They don't learn how to play basketball, <laughs> and they get hurt so damn fast. Example: Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was a great player, very athletic, but. Unlike Westbrook, Derrick Rose had to slow the fuck down and he got hurt so much. So he learned how to play. It took him a while, but he learned how to play basketball. Westbrook, his low IQ self, he is very athletic. He's basically Allen Iverson 2.0, but jumps higher, is bigger, faster, stronger, whatever. Uh, I got news for you. If, if Russell Westbrook's athleticism ever leaves him, he'd be unwatchable. 
It's getting close. Yeah, he's going to be it's unwatchable. It's getting close. I give him two his, more hey, look, seasons. His jump shot right. is already not there. If he can't if he can't run and jump as high as he used to, he'll be unwatchable. I give him max four seasons. Yeah, hey, he'll be unwatchable. Like, I mean, the only reason why Derrick Rose is still able to play, even though he can't run and jump as high as he used to, because he took time to learn how to shoot and see the game, I guess, from right, right. You know, a different perspective. Learn how to hoop. Westbrook has just been super athletic, been able to jump over people and do whatever. It's kind of almost like I feel like oh, I hate to say it. I kind of feel like John Wall is kind of like on that same the same thing. Agree. If he John Wall loses speed, he's not gonna be that good either. Because John Wall's I, I jump, jump side has been suspect for a long time, even in his Kentucky days when he was a beast. Yeah. Reason they lost that game in the tournament because they couldn't shoot free throws for shit that game. Yeah, and and John Wall, <laughs> if his, his speed lead man, he, he he's he'll be points. I give him about seven. John if Wall, that, John yeah, Wall, John Wall. That. Let me man, listen. John Wall got about about a season and a half left in those days. You might man. be right. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he about a season and a half left. Yeah, he from he from the he from the state, but he you might be right. Yeah, he got about a season yeah. and a half. I think Westbrook got about two seasons left. Max, I give him three or four. Yeah, he about he about two seat work. Yeah, he, he, he I I look at him like he's a young player because it, it seems like he just hasn't learned the game yet. Like he just does his thing and like you gotta learn how to fit into a system. Yeah, like, exactly. Even if you yeah. feel like you're the best player, he's a stat pattern, man. I mean, yeah, we we all know that. Yeah, my man, my man said the new record for triple doubles and beat all the records. But what does he have to show for it? Stats. Nice. He's basically LeBron going home, home in the first round, if not making the playoffs. He's LeBron without championships, basically. Yeah. I mean, a short of LeBron without championships, except the way he doesn't know how to win. You know, he reminds me of Hancock. Just like he flies in and breaks the floor. <laughs> Might save one guy, but destroy the rest of the village. I'm going to put your head in his ass. That's my he's been doing right. that for 15 years. Call me asshole one more time. That's probably my favorite Will Smith. Real talk. <laughs> but his girl's out. His girl's. We're not gonna talk uh, about nah, that. His girl for the streets. The nah, his girl for the streets, man. Allegedly, he put out a memoir recently, and um, <laughs> he said he wished. I don't know if this is accurate, so this might be grand salt. Wait, Will's talking about it? And apparently, he has a new memoir out. And uh, <laughs> he said he just wished his girl could love him like two. Oh, oh like she that's look, sad, look, like look at him like she looks at two pockets or something like that. I could be wrong. Though. That's sad, man. I might be. I don't want to hear that. You know sad. what, bro? If I was Will, she's been talking out a lot lately, like about shit. She has no bitch. Like, bitch, <laughs> fuck up. Yo. She need to be evaluated, man. Something's definitely going on. For real, I don't know what's going on. Like, like, like I said, we don't know what's going on in the household, but yeah, she need to be evaluated. Yeah, hey, as they say, when they cheat. They haven't been cheating that one day. It's been building up for a long time. <laughs> it's not like, oh, she just went out one night and decided to go fuck another nigga. <laughs> no. That's been building up for about three months. She probably been fucking other niggas in three months. She just caught her. Yeah. Right, right, right. Willow. <clears throat> Jada, why don't you love me? <laughs> oh, Jada. my God. <laughs> I'm the Fresh Prince of L.A. Well, uh. <laughs> Why would you look at me like Tupac? You look at, ah. Uh. 
Why would you say that, bro? Like, why would you? You making us sad for you, nigga. Yeah, like, niggas a simp. You a whole millionaire. Get yourself together, bro. Just be like, hey, man, just because that nigga got money on me, he happy, you know how to treat bitches. Right. Or women like, or whatever you call Jada. I don't want girl, woman. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever happened between them and Will, Will needs to sit down, at, at, not at the red table, at home. He already sat down at the red table. He was crying. Oh, <laughs> oh, I had to watch that episode. I was like, oh, I just... <laughs> so many people talk about that shit, bro. I was like, all right. I'm like, damn. Nigga, Ross was red and he was crying at the table, bro. Damn. Like I said, she's about 40, 50. He said she don't know how to love. I'm like, damn. Uh, you know what I'm like? Love 50 didn't shit. What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> business. Right. Business. That's why. It doesn't make sense business wise for the divorce, so they won't. It's a different type of ball game. See, when you're, in that, when you're at that level and you, know, you have a corporate merger, aka marriage, <laughs> it's um not beneficial to divorce because the brand gets messed up now. Because they built their brand as the Smiths, a alleged big happy family with. Him, his wife, and two children. Well, he has another child by another wife, but another girl. But the brand-wise, it's them two and their two children. You break up or divorce, the brand, it doesn't look as profitable. Not mean you ain't going to be able to make money, but the brand gets messed up. So now you have to figure out, all right, how am I? I've been marketed as a big happy family for a long time now i'm marketed as a quote-unquote typical couple nowadays divorce with kids except the difference is they just have a lot more money don't mean they're happier or sadder they just have a lot more money to work with so at the end of the day what you gonna do (laughs) you gotta you gotta fight for your if you will you gotta fight for your happiness or Jada even if she, if she feels like she's in some type of situation you gotta fight for your happiness bro you, you you don't you don't need to lock yourself in with this woman who clearly is like having an issue with you like you just gotta either you sit down like I said and just like whatever happened between us can we kinda squash this motherfucker yeah. right here you don't have to go on television talking about all this bullshit uh-huh. talk to me <laughs> and let's let's either grow up and kinda like Go like this or shit. You feel me? I mean, but however they're they're older now, but let, let's say if their kids are younger, it's not the easiest thing to do. Mm. Especially when you got money going into our relationship. Yeah. Mm. You're gonna have to think a little twice. Now, granted, Will's also a simp. So oh, that don't <laughs> or even if or quote, Wait, what does that mean? Hold, explain. Yeah, explain I've been saying all the time. Now. What is that? It's a bitch ass nigga. It's basically, <laughs> it's, <laughs> what is? It's, it's basically you can say somebody you can walk all over. Somebody who isn't strong is weak minded. We don't know all that about Will. Will wouldn't have got there if he was weak minded, bro. He might have some issues taking control of his relationship, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a bitch ass nigga. Regardless, yeah, I agree. Like sometimes you gotta bark. Like if you speak out about me once on national television, that's that conversation's coming probably at, after the show, or I might come to the show. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, man. You know, usually 
the downfall for most men is a woman. Like it's kind of like it's like oh, that's, a weakness that's a fact. or something. That's a his, mm. that's historically that's a fact. Hey, look, that's that's even in comics and stuff like that. You know, Hulk and Superman and all them like it was a woman, man. Every time, <laughs> oh, see, no, he's basically saying that we're our heroes are simps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if yeah. you want to look at it that way, sure. All right, Superman, basically, Sam, sorry, <laughs> simp man, simple man. Yo, his his or his regular person is Clark Kent. Batman's regular Clark Kent is not regular. <laughs> regular person is fucking Bruce Wayne. Mm. Bruce Wayne got holes and is a billionaire. Clark Kent is a nerdy ass nigga that works at a newspaper place right uh, spider-man peter parker simp ass nigga works at a fucking uh newspaper corporation and gets bullied around by so, so what was, what was his girl name? i forgot the girl name is spider mary jane hey mary jane, mary jane. Yeah. Yeah. not the blunt roll but then then <laughs> then the hulk was what was the, what was his girl name um well and, uh, and i'm gonna just take whatever from the marvel movies because i don't know the hulk like that Wood, Wood, black widow yeah bruce aka okay. bruce banner simp too <laughs> That nigga, that nigga can grow to like a giant, but he's he's a fucking simp. If a bitch rub him on the shoulder, power <laughs> <laughs> go. Basically, that nigga can't even control. Yeah, they can't control himself. That's a simp. Like what? Yeah, I mean, soft spoken, bitch ass nigga. The whole. I mean, even even back to I mean, I don't know how much y'all know, but even back like, I guess in biblical times, man, remember Samson? You know, with the long Not hair. Too familiar with? Yeah, you know, lady. Break it down for us. All right, I put it like this: Adam and Eve. Oh yeah, See, you remember Adam, that? It was, yeah, it was a, Adam, still a woman. Like Adam, Adam, Adam was Adam was a simp <laughs> in that situation. He overcame. Yeah. I mean, either way, the servant got to eat him through Eve. <laughs> That's why when women call themselves Eve nowadays, I get very skeptical. Like, yeah. oh, you want me to bow down to you and uh, worship you? No, nah, we not we not doing that on this side. I'm not about to eat your fruit because that shit is tainted. You call yourself Eve, quote unquote. No, right. yeah, not doing that. <laughs> and the way like that, I got the kids version. Like this is way back. I got the kids version. It was like at Eve, Adam right here. Eve comes into the picture out of nowhere, by the way, and like she goes up to the tree and like there's a whole bunch of fruit everywhere. Like apparently, mm-hmm. I, and I think there were well, there was like that type of fruit just in other places, but he just said don't eat it that tree. Uh-huh. But for some reason, that tree got a hold of them. It's like, what the fuck? So some like, there's oddly, apples over there too. Yeah. Yeah. There are apples over there. Man. For some odd reason, the tree that you're not supposed to get, she wanted to grab the shit <laughs> and gave it to who? Her quote-unquote husband, mm-hmm. and killed them. <laughs> he gave her his rib. <laughs> and all oh, all she had to show for it was giving him <laughs> a tainted apple from the serpent and killed him. Punk ass apple pie. <laughs> now, if that doesn't tell you how women are in a nutshell, <laughs> I just think that's what happened with, in that scenario. You that know, happens all. That happens to motherfuckers if they're not if they if they avoid their simp tendencies because we all have them. I put it this way, man. It that's basically the description of how women are was it is an Adam and Eve story but niggas just don't listen and haven't caught on to it yet mm-hmm. it, if you want to quote unquote think about it if you are read up or, or not read I'm not that well but I'll, I'll read it again I'm reading it someday mm-hmm. everything you need to know about life is in, in the Bible so, in some shape form or fashion mm-hmm. if you know what you read and know what it's talking about 
The Bible is just a history book. If you want to break it in the lamest terms. If you want to know what's going on in life, how life is, just read the Bible. That's pretty much it. However, the Adam and Eve story, if you look at women today or females today, hoes today, look at what they all want to be like, who they all want to frame themselves as or market themselves as. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The culture loves the the culture trying to uh, is cultivating the Eves and making them stronger and <clears throat> making people want to be Eve. Allegedly, but yeah. there's there are hoes and there are women just like there are uh, fuck boys and there are men or how 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 do you say it? Not male, but man or something like that. Yeah, males and men. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But it's fine. But there's also good people everywhere. Just just like it's just a needle in the haystack. Yeah, you can find there's a good woman out there. Just but. It, and a needle in the haystack. It's a good nigga out there. Needle in the haystack. Because you have to find your nigga. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, there's a certain type of niggas that you're going to mesh with. And it's like a needle in the haystack trying to find them. Because uh, a bitch could be a hoe to you. And a loyal and a loyal is a motherfucker. <laughs> nah, a hoe going to be a hoe no matter where she at. So basically, I disagree. So basically, basically, just like we're gonna act out if we're not with the person we're with, and we see other women that we we, we might want to be with, like, well, we're we're well, men and people in general like having sex and are attracted to bodies in sexual or attracted in a sexual way. Yeah. That's why when you try to put men and women in a room together for a long period of time, there's just a certain feeling that's gonna get weird because. It might be a tension that somebody's feeling that may overtly not be shown, but the vibrations and whatever people want to call it, it, <laughs> it just ends up happening. So when you try to break it down, it's just, you can say, oh, she could be a hoe to this guy, but a wife to another guy. No, that's what the other guy may be willing to put up with that whole shit, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you can't turn hoe to a housewife. Yeah. And people just gonna be people regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to break it down to a point of <clears throat> Am I going to have my priorities straight and do what I need to do and raise my family right? Or am I going to say, uh, well, I might consider putting up with these holes all day. Just saying, man. Because you have to think of where we at in society right now. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. Right. A lot of crazy shit. We ain't got we ain't got to speak overtly about what it is, but people know what it is when we talk about it or what we're talking about or leading to. You have people thinking about this way or that way, right, wrongs, in betweens, whatever. <laughs> it's a universal. It's funny that I, we both know what you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal way or quote-unquote right or wrong thing to do but well, people gonna do what they want to do anyway so no, it's only it's only a right way it's just right or wrong there is no fair <laughs> but people gonna it was designed to be a certain way until you know yeah people started do- doing fuck right, shit exactly like if you yeah. have to get surgery <laughs> to get to the point where you feel like you, it's like that saying if you have to oh if you have to break through something to get somewhere you're probably not meant to, you feel me like, if my door is locked <laughs> and you break the hinges down to get in there, chances are you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, basically, 
put the key in the door Lock that motherfucker I lock that motherfucker <laughs> it, it's, If it don't open That mean you ain't supposed to open that door Yeah Mean goes to another one <laughs> However there's a universal Door Or way of Doing per se But People will Make and do their own choices I don't I'm not gonna tell you What you should, shouldn't do That ain't my business Right You can do what you want I'm not the dictator Right and wrong I ain't But you were designed To be one way (laughs) (laughs) You were designed To be one way Fair enough (laughs) I agree with you Yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're designed to be one way man It's It's a reason why You have Certain parts and limbs and things. <laughs> so, it's why, you know, design like that. Yeah, but you know, when when we're living in modern day Babylon, people are gonna do what they want to do, and that's the times we're in right now. So, you do what we do. What we have to do as individuals, and we know how who you are, how we think. So, at the end of the day. We can't give a fuck about what they doing over there. It's crazy as fuck. It's like, oh damn, word, that's what you doing? Or oh, shit, uh, it's ain't. I'm not doing it, so I'm good. All my parts are attached correctly, so I'm good. <laughs> so, and I don't have no second thoughts about it. However, though, <clears throat> there is there is a way some people get to being like that, and it's very unfortunate how some of them yeah get very, that way. It's fine, but just don't try to force it on society. You know, like mm-hmm. if you choose that. Way of living, just just live it. Yeah, agree. Force it on yeah. us. That's that's like that's the that's the ideal situation <laughs> we we would want. Just like you do you, I do me. Now they're doing both. They're doing both of us and the other. And yeah, the other it, it, it's a lot more that could be said, but you know, we just keep like it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody else has said it enough. So we're just glossing over because it's having come in conversation. So you don't like it. Do what you gotta do. Don't matter to me. We said it. We stand by it. It's what it is. You know, want to talk about it. It's on you. But, I mean, hey, man, it's just. It's all funny because we all have goals and dreams like we want to achieve. Yeah. And, yeah. when we're getting Kobe. to that. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're getting to that process, we, may, we learn a lot of things. Like, I didn't learn how to play basketball until. I was like 20. I played for all my life, so because I've been playing basketball longer and I've been doing music, mm-hmm. it's just I had a faster learning curve because I was taught the right way of how to do music earlier because I knew kind of where to go and where to source my information. And basketball, when I was growing up, man, I, it wasn't on YouTube, it wasn't on Instagram. It wasn't on social media. It was barely so cell phones. So who got you into playing basketball? What player did you see made you want to play basketball at age 20? Age 20? Shit. Uh, all right. So let me go back to when I started age five. So the main reason I picked up basketball is because me and my dad would go play at this local elementary school park. They had some goals outside. Mm. My dad wasn't a basketball player by any means, but he didn't mind taking me or introducing <laughs> me to sports at all. But and at that time, I was, I was a sore loser. I'd always cry when I lose and such because I didn't like losing. But the main player I watched and wanted to kind of model my game after growing up was AI. Who was yours? 
uh, I was a really big Scottie Pippen fan. I know we talked a lot. About oh man, huge! I don't know. I like. I just like defense. That's what I thought. I was like born to like. I'm born to play defense. And what show? I got pretty good at it. That especially the the younger. I was able to exploit the younger people. But what about you? It's tough, man. I really think AI because of his size, but because growing up, I went to Mount Zion. That's the church I went to. Mm-hmm. Trace McGrady came from Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. So that was the guy that I wanted to be like, but it was the guy AI was more realistic because of size. I feel though, you, yeah. Yeah. So I probably would say more AI because AI, he, he's more. From what I seen, it seemed to be AI seemed to be more like one of us. Like he seemed like somebody that could sit in here with one of us and just talk as opposed to another player, you could kinda tell like, okay, yeah, that's he's kinda different. I feel like mm-hmm. AI is just like one of the one of the guys. And I think that's why people kinda gravitated towards him because he felt just like a real, yeah. A, a, just a regular guy from the streets or um, real nigga. Real yeah. nigga. Well, the the thing is about AI's archetype that he played into is he can't grow up as a person now because mm-hmm. he had to play into that off the court as well. And now when you see him, it's like, damn, you don't see him out of basketball with some baggy ass clothes on. Mm-hmm. You don't look at the nigga the same. Like, damn, who's fucking, who's yeah. where AI at? Cause, yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> what happens when you kind of market yourself or pigeonhole yourself advertently or inadvertently as quote unquote a real nigga or the guy from the streets that may not want to grow up you end up not being able to grow up because yeah, I can see what you're saying about that. I mean another example or of that is that he was too authentic because I believe 100% without a doubt that was AI that just who I believe was. I believe so as well but I get what he's saying too because like I mean, no disrespect. I kind of look at it like that's what people say about Birdman. Birdman is still Birdman. You see how Master P changed, Jay Z, all those OGs they changed. Birdman still starting little gangs, you know, rich gang and you know all this shit. He's still starting little encouraging violence. But you see Master P and those guys are more so like business and things like that. So well, historically, Birdman's been shaky at business, but also. When Master P came out, he branded himself as I do. His deal was the 80-20 deal, the legendary 80-20 deal. So from the gate, he already had a different level of mindset of what he was trying to do with his career. And he also went to the NBA and played what, and almost played the NBA. So at that time, in front of jump, you can pretty much see how people are going to, how careers for the most part are going to level up from the jump as soon as you see him and kind of analyze it for a little bit you see with little Wayne from the most part when you saw him early like he's gonna be really good one day if he doesn't fuck it up <laughs> and you can see from Jay-Z when he first came on the scene even though we may be a little younger but he's gonna be nice for a while Drake same thing when he first came on the scene like oh he's gonna be he's he's gonna change some things Kanye etc etc so you can see people from pretty much the start of their journey kind of pretty much dictate, oh, they're going to be doing this most likely if they don't mess it up. So, so how do we all get started as musicians? Oh, I want to start it. 
Yeah. I just take it back to I guess you could say my roots. My father is a is a musician and a, a sound engineer, so to speak. He started off all in church, plays the keyboard and kinda watching him, you know, setting up mics and different things like that. It kinda started from that and it kinda grew a little more as I got older. Um just being able to actually buy different gear software and kind of get into it on my own because i mean recording choirs and you know the preacher is one thing but the whole creation process of creating a song um it was something it was different the first time i ever seen somebody make a beat actually was probably about maybe like five years ago and i thought it was the most it was the most amazing thing ever (laughs) they had like a small midi keyboard a laptop and played a little something on the piano and i was like okay that sounds good because i never i didn't i never knew that that you could make a song from a keyboard drums and i didn't i didn't know that and then i seen him he hit the keyboard and he he made a whole beat the drums hi-hat and everything and i was just like i didn't i didn't know you could create a song you know drums with a keyboard and from there it kind of just grew it became very interesting to me to see somebody take you know it may start off like that and then before you know it you have a whole song like it start off just you know just it sounds very weird at the the beginning (laughs) because it's trying to get it together and then before you know it, you have a song and everybody in the room their head is bopping so it's like (laughs) it started from that and i just wanted to be a part of it because I'm the type of person that when I start a lot of things, I see the finished product like when I from the beginning. It's kinda like I have barbering, you know, cutting hair in my in my history. That's what I, I went to school for that too. So when I used to cut hair, I used to visualize how the haircut is gonna look before I even cut the clippers on. I used to look at the head. They tell me how they want it and I know what I can do, like looking at the hair texture and the the outline of the head you know imagine how good i can do it like i just feel like some people have better hairlines than others and it's just like oh yeah that shit gonna be sharp yeah that paul then, george hairline yeah then it's just like some people just be like man i ain't really do much with this but i mean i gotta cut it because they came in but like <laughs> with music Run. like with music it was like mm-hmm. a finished product it was like to me it was endless possibilities because there's different drum patterns There's different sounds you can use Like we can play the same thing You can play it on a, a keyboard You can play it on a guitar And I can play it on a trumpet or so. And it's like it's different And you can change it So it was like different You know possibilities Like we could all take the same loop right now And nobody's going to have the same drum pattern So to speak So it was like it was so much you could do with it, so it became very interesting to me. But, you know, long story short, it's pretty much it started, like, churching with my dad. It really, I ain't even gonna lie. That's kind of where it came from. A lot of musicians, I feel, start, like, in a, in a church. That's usually, to me, that's usually the first time you're really exposed to musicians and sound engineers because... I mean, I mean, you go, you go on to church. I mean, you, most people you're going to go to church. You're going to be a part of the choir. You're going to clap your hands. You're going to be a part of something. Yeah, you know, growing up. So you, <laughs> you're going to you're going to do something like that. 
So I kind of think that's kind of where everybody kind of get their start. But yeah, well. I mean, unless you come from a family that does music and karaoke or something, and then you know that's different too. Right, but. right. And that's that's where I I technically officially got my first start from was uh, <laughs> church choir. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that for about, I had to put a number on it, maybe three, four years, maybe longer than that. I can't remember exactly, but pretty much either every other Sunday or something like that, I would be, I don't know if I was good or not, but I was you, you can't tell if anybody's good in the choir, so many people. Yeah, especially, yeah, <laughs> especially when I was young, yeah, and the, all the young people had to sit in the front. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell if anybody's good. It's just a bunch of voices. So I, I guess it was just for just for sport and that, and some people get solos I actually I actually R.A. singers it was um stand out but <laughs> and then um uh, my cousin I would be just hanging around him and just getting and of course my dad and he would play cause that's where my music taste for palette really came from you say he played no nah, my dad didn't play much no uh, it's just kind of like I'm talking about the music he played in the car I'm about he, I could be listening to he be put on. Little Wayne's called a three T I Urban Legend and then Funkadelic or something like that or Ghetto Boys or <laughs> Red uh, I Met the Mexical or Biggie's Ready to Die or something like that. So, or um what's another group he was um dang something oh or more to technique, something like that. And so that's great. My dad and but my dad didn't just listen to rap either, he listened to rah he listened to all drums cause my dad was in the army. So, him being in the army and being a, a bassist at times, he was he was in there younger before I even was thought of. But still, he had the palate of listening to every genre. Still does today. And then my mom, she listens to R and B much. She don't really listen. She don't listen to rap pretty much at all. She doesn't like rap. So she listens to R and B like Whitney Houston, Alicia Keys, such and such. Right. It's a lot of it's a lot of legendary names you just threw out there. I think uh, where I started music was probably like the car rides and stuff. Um, my mom would play a lot of. This one seem controversial, but my mom used to play a lot of R. Kelly. I love. I absolutely loved R. Kelly. Listen, man, R. Kelly was popping for a long time. Even when, even apparently as he peed on the little girl. <laughs> I mean, he's still a great musician, even though he may not be a great person. Though. Yeah, he was a legendary musician, and he didn't write songs down. He yeah. could think of them off the top of his head, playing the keys and all that. Yeah, no I mean, matter what you say about what he done, he's you, you never be to take you never be to take away what he created, no matter who he may have been talking about or doing it to. No matter how much pee he put in people. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's no the what music. The quantity is. His music is still timeless, though. You still can play that anywhere. I mean, probably. People get offended by now. I want you to cut it off, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, they secretly still like it. It's just like a, it's like a moral thing, I guess. Right. You know, they don't want you to play because they're saying you're supporting him, but you're really not. I mean, he's, he's not getting anything off of it. I don't think it's not not anything he can use. I mean, he's right. a criminal. He probably has a limit of sixty dollars, <laughs> like the rest of them. So <laughs> it's not like he's getting a lot of anything on his book. So. <laughs> oh shit. We're criminal, but yeah. So, 
I still listen to R. Kelly, man. Hey, man. You know, I hope he's free one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm a flirt. <laughs> I mean, it, it was wrong what he did. I mean, are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, it was wrong what he did. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna sorry and act like that. I mean, those victims, they didn't deserve what he, you know, did. And those, but I still feel like he got what he deserved. No, but I don't, I don't feel like allegedly. I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like everybody involved got what they deserved. Because I do feel like the only reason why it came to that was because his money dried up. Because those parents knew. Hmm. I feel like it was more so. It wasn't R. Kelly, just R. Kelly. I feel like it was more so. If you really look at it, I really like. I'm about to say something controversial. I feel like it was a prostitution ring. Because those were young kids. And I feel like because they were making money from him at the time to stay quiet, you were really prostituting their daughters and things like that. But I feel like once when it came to the point where he didn't want to pay anymore or couldn't pay anymore, I feel like that's when they started to tell on him. Mm-hmm. And and the timing of the Me Too movement, all that stuff's coming out too. Because yeah. if you look at it from a standpoint of from another standpoint, he didn't force none of those women to be there. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to walk out, the door was right there. However, but he was wrong though. I'll say that again. He was yeah, wrong. Yeah, still, I'm not he, saying he wasn't wrong. I'm saying when you look at it, I feel like if those parents knew. If they if he was messing with fourteen year old girls, whatever the age was, and you're gonna wait until they're twenty eight to say, Yeah, we knew about it, but we just didn't say anything, I still feel like they only came for it because of the money. I mean, it's just the simplest way to put it. Um, I feel like you you failed your child. They feel their they feel their kids. You put them in that position. First of all, like I don't even know how they were how how is your fourteen year old daughter gone and you didn't know where they were at, for one. Right. Um, and then it's like, why were they at an R. Kelly concert? Because if it wasn't him, you know, it could have been somebody else there that probably was older, you know. So, and then I think, like I said, that investigation, I mean, how in the hell, how was they getting past security at 14 years old? I mean, he fake IDs, but then I think that you have to look into that. Like, what type of security? What type? How are they getting backstage? How are they getting to his house? Like, it's so much more I think you really can look at. And I think he t- he took the fall because he was a superstar. But I think individual parents and people who gave him backstage passes and, I mean, who, who introduced him to R. Kelly? Like, it's more than them just going to his show. Like, because I'm pretty sure a lot of women went to his shows, but they didn't end up with R. Kelly. It was probably some other young girls that went to the show. They probably ended up with him. But, the ones that ended up, how did they end up there? Who introduced them to R. Kelly and said, this is the one right here that you you probably got a chance with or you can do something with right here? Usually it was other people's All right, so friends, sisters, relatives. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Because that's why, that's why I said, well, I think they failed those kids because they set them up for that. I mean, it's, he's, what he did was wrong. I'm not saying that what he did is justified because they failed him. What I'm saying is that how does a 14-year-old child in a crowd of 20,000 people make it backstage to meet this superstar and then get in his limousine or meet him somewhere? Or how, how did they get to the house without the parents knowing? You know, it's a lot that go into it that I feel like they swept under the rug. I just feel like they wanted to crucify him a little bit. But. Yeah, he was definitely made an example out of. And also, 
it's the story of some people just trying to get famous and get yeah, on it's, as well. It's no, yeah. it's no way he acted alone. It's basically what I'm saying. It's yeah. some of the, he's wrong, but it's no way he acted alone. That's what I'm saying. Right. It, it's a lot that goes into situations like that because you don't. It goes back to upbringing at the end of the day. Who was raising the kids? Where their parents coming from? What they trying to gain from a certain situation? It was money, man. It was money. I know it was money. Oh, it's always about the dollar. Anything that goes on in the world is about the dollar. It ain't. They, people don't care about you being safe or being healthy. They, they man, they want you to keep flowing their false bank accounts. Yeah. And their alleged money supply. That's all they care about, man. Everything about the bag, bro. Yeah. And for the most part, anyway, it may be some other levels to it, but at the end of the day, it's all about the dollars. The dollar ain't moving, everybody's soothing. All right, so who's a who's a better music artist, uh, Michael Jackson or R. Kelly? Shit, yeah, that's such a tough one. And they both were like in the same kind of like into the same kind of stuff outside of music, allegedly. Um, I think Michael Jackson was probably the most impactful. Um, Michael Jackson was the greatest performer ever. of all time. I don't think you could go to any show and not be entertained. Not just get songs, but I think he was a performer. Right, yeah. And I think that's the category Beyonce, she falls into. She's not the best singer. <laughs> it's not even, yeah, she's not the best singer. I just think her shows, her performance, her energy, I think you, get a, you have a better time at her show. You get the most out of her probably from her shows, but... If I had to say, I mean, that's tough, man. Um, you can't go wrong with either, I guess, unless you have one of those people who think he, you're morally wrong for giving R. Kelly any type of <laughs> love for his music or something. But, I mean, Michael Jackson or R. Kelly? I think Michael Jackson, man. Yeah, I'm going with Mike. I, I would say Michael Jackson... Yeah, I say Mike. And I mean, I don't know why I say Mike in a sense, but I do know why. But I think Michael Jackson, man. I think Michael Jackson probably appealed to more people. Or Keller probably appeared, you know, appealed to, you know, probably, I'm not going to say black people, but he probably appealed to a certain age group I probably feel like more so probably bigger than that that's damn that sound crazy too but appeal <laughs> <laughs> to a uh, uh, big age I, mean, I feel like I feel like Michael Jackson probably could appeal to anybody like I feel like even before R. Kelly troubles I feel like you could play Michael Jackson at any event but I don't feel like R. Kelly is kind of tough too because I mean every cook I ever went to we stepped in the name of love and you know stuff like that so all it's kind of tough to say all the time like party or wedding yeah, so it's, song yeah. it's kind of hard to say but I still feel like Michael Jackson is probably more accepted in different environments than R. Kelly would be like I feel like R. Kelly wouldn't be played at a work uh, social but I definitely feel like Michael Jackson could be played there it's kind of like yeah that's 100% right it's kind of like uh, Jay-Z Jay-Z I mean he he talk hood shit but at the same time I feel like you could play Jay-Z at um you know work socials with people with suits and ties on not just like an average everyday thing but I feel like those people that work in those skyscrapers I feel like they could play Jay-Z yeah. you know cause it's all about the content that each of them made too now they both had 
diversifiable calls content wise and their songs like Michael Jackson has songs talking about real stuff sort of R. Kelly people don't like talk about that that much obviously today why they don't but <laughs> beforehand people didn't talk about R. Kelly had some like real songs people were just talking about fucking bitches all day yeah yeah he had some real songs talking about losing people and struggles going on and where he came from such such and on and like the I wishes you saved me those, those are classic R. Kelly records. Yeah. But I guess I would go with Michael, too. Even though I wasn't really that much of a Michael Jackson guy as a, as a kid at all. I just, it's not that I thought he sucked. I just, I I just wasn't, I didn't get, I'm not saying I didn't get it. I just, it didn't appeal to me. I mean, as a child looking at Michael Jackson, I just thought he looked weird. So I stayed away from his music. <laughs> but as, a, as I got older and started listening, <laughs> as I got older and started listening to music, I understood that like he he probably was the most probably the most gifted music artist I think of all time. I feel like he can rock any crowd, any age group. I feel like he has something for everybody. You know, no matter what. Like I feel like you could Nah I ain't gonna say that. I'll leave it alone. Cause I was gonna say you can go all the way down to you know, stay and leave kids and shit like that out of it. <laughs> I feel like you can go to a certain extent, you can go anywhere with his music, even up to nursery homes, and you can play Michael Jackson. So, I was about to say you can go to elementary school and play Michael Jackson. <laughs> nah, we say. can't do that. <laughs> about to say, <laughs> you about to go to a little I birthday mean, party, five year old birthday party, and play Michael Jackson all day with some monkeys. Stay away from Never Neverland. With, 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 with <laughs> Bubbles and uh, <laughs> Never Never Bubbles and uh, Mike Tyson's Tiger. Yeah, nah, man. <laughs> but. I mean, I, I would say Mike, though. I think the top five greatest music artists of all time, Michael Jackson is one. I think all time. That's tough. I put myself in spot music two. Music artists? So you saying? Just music. I would say, I mean, even. That's tough as that to name the Mike is one. I mean, I just think that's like the only unanimous thing. I just think there's right. no one you can put above him. All right, who's right. the greatest R&B artist then? We'll go by categories if we can. Male or female? It don't greatest. It don't matter. R&B? Mm-hmm. What's R. Kelly? R&B. Yeah, R. Kelly. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's not a popular thing to say, but I mean, I I just think what's Chris Brown? It, damn, that's this, pop. It's about to be fucked up. But if he never hit Rihanna, then his career gets looked at a whole lot different. Man, I don't <laughs> care if he did hit Rihanna. I did. I don't think. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I support domestic violence, but I'm just saying. I just. I just don't yeah. think. <laughs> I just don't think. Hey, he can get hits off and on the money. Oh, matter me, shit. I just. I just think. <laughs> I hear the I girl. <laughs> I just think, man. Usher, Usher not up there. Usher, he Usher, he, he, he's not up compare, there with Usher. He's not up there with R. Kelly. Yeah, if you're comparing the two, he's a tier below. Yeah, he's probably a tier below. Really? Hell yeah. I like Usher a lot. Nah, it's not comparable. Yeah, Usher, nice, but he's <laughs> it's not comparable. Yeah, it's not. All right, yeah, I know below R. Kelly, but yeah. maybe like up there with Chris. No. It's not close. Right. Chris Brown's features on songs is better than some of Chris Brown's. I mean, Usher's, like, number one hits. I shit you I mean, not. he did same, girl. <laughs> I hope they wasn't talking about the same 14-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, come on, G. Same girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. 
<laughs> she went to elementary school. <laughs> and now I see her in the middle. Hey, now, now, now Usher like it won't the same girl. <laughs> Trust me, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a different girl. <laughs> She's coming out with the hit. <laughs> Next summer, it was well, you, a different girl. You hope it's not the same girl. You know, at one point in time, they were saying, you know, Usher was getting people herpes. So, they <laughs> they got dirt on everybody. Bro. Yeah, you just can't get away from it. But I will hope it's not the same girl, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Usher's a he's probably he's probably a step or two below R. Kelly and Chris Brown. To be real with you. Yeah. Or two, Damn, yeah, maybe two. Chris Brown at one point. Like you can name his greatest song, Usher's greatest song, or one of his top songs that you like, and Chris Brown has a feature on a song <laughs> that's probably better. Like I remember, nobody fucked with that. I, I, mm. Nah, I just I, nah Usher, he's good, but I just think, all right. I'm so I'm gonna go on and say it. Anyway, I'm gonna go. I just really like us. <laughs> I'm gonna go on and say it. For me personally, from a somebody that I watched come into music and develop, because like I didn't come in and I mean Jay Z was already an artist, I guess by the time I started really like following music. Beyonce, I mean, but anyway, I think the greatest music artist of my lifetime is Chris Brown. Like I've you. You have a hard time finding a project or a song that you're going to say is trash. Name a trash Chris Brown song. Name a trash Chris Brown album. Name a trash Chris Brown feature. You may not like it more than a female would like it, but <laughs> I promise you it's not trash. Like, I just feel like he's the greatest music artist of my lifetime. I'm, I'm not mad at that at all because... He does so much work. It's just damn. He's done so much work. <laughs> yeah, he, that's why I can't ever listen to all his music because he just puts so much music out now. It's just like, bro, <laughs> I'm not about to listen to fifty tracks again. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I play Heartbreak on the Full Moon and Deluxe, but I'm not trying. I'm not about to listen to every. I mean, you put us like forty to fifty tracks. I'm not doing. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. I think the only artist today that has a career comparable to Chris Brown that I can say I watch come into music. And it's like they're steady climbing, no matter how old they get. It's Drake. Drake. I disagree. You think so? <laughs> yeah, because he whispered it too. It, that's it, that's it, how you know he meant to. It. It. it I mean, it depends on what you like, though. Like, because before you go on, I haven't heard Drake grow up yet in his. He has moments, but I haven't heard content-wise Drake grow up. See, it's the opposite for people who like Lil Wayne. And I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan. I think he's the greatest rapper of all time, by the way. I think with Wayne, after after Carter 4, really, when he really got into skateboarding and all of that, a lot of people stopped. They stopped liking him. Because he was trash after that point. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you said Drake grow up. I feel like Drake. What was he supposed to grow up and start saying? Like Wayne said, what else was he supposed to talk about? He rich now. He done told you his story. I mean, he's skateboarding. He's having fun now. So it's like Drake. What is Drake? What is Drake supposed to rap about? Did Drake ever struggle? I mean, he was a TV star at age what ten when he was on. Was it Degrassi? Mm-hmm. 
Has he ever struggled? He can't talk about nothing now but the shit that he talk about. I mean, he's been a celebrity his whole life. He doesn't know. I mean, do you ever think Drake has ever punched the clock? I mean, I just think he doesn't know what it's like to be regular. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't really say grow up. Like, I mean, he's just Drake. He's a, he's a pop, rap, hip-hop, R&B star. It's like he's just... He's just that versatile, and you have to break it down like that because he's not either. And I mean, even saying versatile is almost like not even right because usually his songs are pop, it's R and B, or it's rap. You know, so it's like I can't. I mean, Drake is another artist I think you could play at any any event. I think he has a song for any event that you can throw a graduation, a wedding, a, no matter what it is. I think he has a song for. <laughs> Yeah, you might be right about that. But I, I mean, as far as grow up, he he can't mature a little bit. I mean, he got a kid. He can't talk about being a father at all, and to a certain extent. I mean, he has a, he has an album called Certified Lover Boy, and he really didn't explore that concept well. I mean, the the beats I like, I like the way the production sounds, but content wise, it's just like. I mean, but what what artist grew up that you can name and give me an example though? Cause I mean Jay Z, Jay Z, Jay Z still talk about hood shit though. Not, not really. He don't. Not, he's not. He's not. He doesn't talk about it as recklessly as he used to because he does realize he is a brand now. Jay Z is a brand, you know. But he still. I mean, what's the what's the last song Jay Z released that I can even like listen to and see like what he's talking about? What's the last feature he done? Because I know he's not probably doing music. It's the one he did one on the Judas and Black Messiah album. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. it look like. Yeah, I don't feel know. like. Yeah, but like I said, man, when he started with Reasonable Doubt and where he is now, he may not be talking that street shit like he, but he's, Jay-Z is, he's, he's subliminal. He's still talking like street shit. Yeah, but that that's where he come from, but it's not, that's not the only thing he says in his music. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, but he, he talks a lot about, he, he did have phases of his career where he was talking about black empowerment. He was, he was, he was doing like more, um, business focus, like you know, he was tell, he was talking about business in his songs. Yike! I, I mean, I must have missed it. Like, cause, I mean, <laughs> it, all the blue- probably a, mi- a good mixture of the two. Reasonable you know I mean? doubt from reasonable doubt to I can't think of the other one to blueprint. I mean, in my life, son. Okay, it's 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 all. I mean, it's just Jay Z. I don't really see. Growth. I see. I hear voice development. I hear like a difference in like uh, delivery or something. I don't really see like a difference in what he's talking about. Maybe his. Maybe what he's talking about changed a little more. He had a little bit more money, but I mean, I don't see like growth. I mean, I guess I see growth, but not like growth. Like I don't see from Drake. I mean, not like not like where it's like recognizable. It's just like man. He's still talking about the same shit. I mean, Jay-Z kind of still talk about it, but he just talks about it different, though. Jay-Z really... I, I guess re- grow in, in the sense of, like, talking about more grown-up, like, not not growth as in um, I put it like this were and where they are now. Well, I I can't... I couldn't identify with If he's talking... If Jay-Z's talking about growing up to where he is now, I couldn't identify with it. No, nah, that's yeah, not... Yeah, I'm not a businessman. I mean, like, not like Jay. Like, I mean... yeah. I, mean, I couldn't identify with it anyway, so I wouldn't know. But 
Uh, yeah, I think Drake is probably the second greatest music artist of my lifetime. I think it's Drake. I mean, Chris Brown, Drake, and um, I would say Wayne, but like I did listen to Hot Boys, but I had put Wayne on there. I think, but Wayne, he's he's had some trash ass songs. <laughs> That's the thing I love, I love about like I don't love it about him, but I like this that he's like you know how you characterize how why you liked um guys like Kobe more than LeBron I think he's more entertaining just to listen to even if it's a trash song you can enjoy Wayne, your trash nah <laughs> like that's my that's my guy it's the greatest rapper of all time in my opinion for multiple reasons but I don't li- I can't listen to him no more <laughs> I can't listen to him no more and I and I try I really do try cause like but if I'm gonna listen to Wayne it's definitely gonna be like 2011 and before it's it's nothing that I'm if like usually if I heard Lil Wayne was on a song I couldn't wait to download it and listen to it right now I don't listen to it I just I don't want to hear it I hate to say it I just don't want to hear it yeah 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 that's yeah, got yeah. yeah that shit has gotten old I, I don't want to hear that no more <laughs> yeah Mula, baby oh but real quick real quick bro I, I want to know his his opinion on something real quick what do you think about K-Dot Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. He's boring. Damn. Okay, so what do you think about... J. Cole boring. Okay. All right, all right. Damn. Yeah, I think... And I don't mean boring... As I don't long mean, as he didn't say... <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I mean boring in the sense of like... Don't get me wrong. The shit they say is hot. You can, you can listen to it. Like, I mean, I'll listen to them, but they're not... I mean, I, my only thing is just their delivery. I put it like if they if they had the energy that like other artists had, consistent energy. I mean, it's just delivery for me. I can't listen to this shit, man. And I got some J Cole on my phone, but it's I I don't have a lot of it though. See, I feel like J Cole is the boring the boring one. Yeah, both I thought of them Kendrick was like the passionate, the more like he's boring. I can understand why people say that because after as a good kid, man, shit, I can understand why people would say that. Say what? Kendrick's boring. Yeah, he's boring. I understand. I gotta understand because <laughs> he's boring. Even though people love to say, "Oh, the Butterfly was one of the greatest contributions to music," uh, depends on how is that gonna age and whose ear you talking. But about. I give them credit. They are rapping. Their lyrics are on point. It's better than a lot of most of the shit that's out now. Like probably ninety eight percent of it, ninety nine percent of it, what they are saying. It's just something about their delivery. I just can't. I just can't get into. It's like LeBron. Great player, probably great guy, on and off the court or whatever, however. I just can't get into like the whole delivery. Like I I just can't do it. You know what's interesting about him, bro? He'll bring out something that have really good points, but I passionately disagree with it. You feel me? Like the point be so solid, like, but I just don't agree with you, bro. Yeah, I just I I can't see how and I like J. Cole. I just can't. I'm gonna say I like because I mean that'd be kind of contradicting myself. But like, no, I, I get, I get, I get it. I get like he can rap when I when I do listen to him. It's just like damn, like he's really spitting. Kendrick Lamar too. They really have bars, but it's just like, Ain't no change. it's it's just like people take. It's just like people tell you, what do you think about Jay Z? See, I think he's in the boring category. Exactly. It's just, but he's rapping though. 
Like he he has bars too, but it's just like certain people. Like Jay Z, he's boring to me too. But I I'll tolerate his boring for a little bit more, a little longer than I will uh, J Cole in particular. Like I probably could tolerate Kendrick Lamar a little bit more, but J Cole is just like I can't do it. Like okay, that we can't agree on. Cause yeah, Jay Z he's he's boring too. But I mean I. I I hate to disrespect them. They great, you know. If I ever get, I, hell, I send them a beat if they want it. But <laughs> like, damn, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, yeah, I just can't do it, man. Oh man, great artist though. It's just I not, man. I can't I, do it. I understand. I mean, Kendrick Lamar. I I definitely have mixed emotions with him. Like when I started listening to him, but when, when I got into the records, like yeah, I was one of the Pimper Butterfly guys, right? So. When I started getting into his records, I thought, wow, this is like a, a gem we have here. We're not going to hear much like this anymore. I disagree because everything's a cycle. <laughs> everything's a cycle, man. And it's better that can come. But sure, are we going to see? I don't know, but it's, it's better that can come. I, I, I really think a lot of people really don't give credit to rap and hip-hop today like it so what do you, should. What do you think about Wale? Wale is one of the most disappointing. <laughs> it's one of the most disappointing careers I ever seen. <laughs> oh, oh, so so what you think about Meek Mill? No, it's it's. I don't mean that in a bad way though. I mean that in the way of I know what he could have done. Yeah. But since he got in his own way, he just wasn't able to bring it to another level. Cause Wale, like K. Die and J. Cole. Has a boring tier. However, though, <laughs> he did do that non-boring shit that made him go up, like the no hands features, the trap records, and the party records he would do. But he didn't know how to stick with it and <laughs> complain too much about, oh, and I know people listen to my album, such and such and such and such. Oh, does the no way cares about me? No one gonna give a fuck about you, my nigga. <laughs> you, we like, we want you to hear your music. We don't care about what fuck going on in your life. Yeah, Wale, you do. Wale is... I don't know, man. We might have a whole episode trying to... Or at least a 30-minute tangent on that. <laughs> on what? Like, artists? We, yeah, well, artists like Wale. Well, well, let me go back to something real quick. We, we got to close the show. So, a lot of... What time is it? Uh, a lot of... I don't think people... Damn, I'm going to be sleep as hell tomorrow at work. I don't think people give credit to... I know it's credit to artists or the actual rap or hip hop art form like it should because it's one of the hardest art forms to actually create lyrically and sometimes depending on how you make it musically as well. Mm-hmm. Lyrically compared to pop, rock, and all those other genres, the way people bend words and use words in different ways and similes and metaphors and use all the literary devices in certain fashions that other people just don't use it like in other music even though some people like to bring knock oh rap doesn't tell enough of a story all the time da, 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 da. but at the end of the day if you just identify it as an art form or a sport maybe it is one of the most creative lyrically types of art forms out there as far as what you put people do with the words of acrobat now not saying everything is supposed to be good or everything is good or the representation is quote unquote the best but as far as the actual art form and lyricism when the professionals are doing it 
and representing and doing correct it's one of the, the greatest like form. like Wayne said Wayne said you know rap is a form of art and he also said rap is a form of news it is a way of keeping people informed it is a way of spreading knowledge and all of that so I mean yeah you're right but I mean, still, man, people still can fuck it up for other people so bad, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, like what's going on right now. I agree with you, but it's still a misrepresentation of right. art form. So we can end it with this right here. Who's the worst rapper <laughs> that you can think of? Like that. And I mean. Big Sean. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would, I mean. I would. Yeah, I hate Big Sean. said on the inter- on his drink shit. So worst decision he ever made. Inside of Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember what I said way back? <laughs> Yo, this hey, dude man. said he thought Big Sean was the one of rappers that should have never made it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think his delivery was there. I don't think. I think he was too monotone. And he it, talked through the shit. Like I don't want to hear that. He, <laughs> I, I heard he used to freestyle on his records in the beginning. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. But it makes sense when you hear some of his earlier music. It's hard to say worst rapper though, because I feel like <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's so much bad shit out there now. It's hard to say worse though. Like right now, the worst artist is probably popping rapper. <clears throat> that shit is so hard to pick one. But I mean, if I had to say worst rapper. Yo Gotti, Birdman. <laughs> they all on that list though. They all on that list. But um, the only thing stopping me from putting Nipsey up there. Oh, shit. I like Nipsey. St- I like uh, Nip- some of Nipsey, it. Nipsey was Nipsey was better than I think better than what people people think. But but I feel like sometimes since people die early, they little overrate them a little bit. Oh man, I ain't, I ain't finna do it. I was finna say something. I ain't gonna do it. Just I don't I don't, I don't even mean no malice. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Some true. people. Want- hey, well if we say that then. Big and Park fell into that category, man. I would say so, but the thing about them is, nah, he fell into what, that category. What what they did at an early—that's what this, this is the argument people will give, which it can make sense where you may not agree with. What they did at an earlier age and what they were talking about and how they were doing it at the early age, they didn't mean they still had room to grow. What about King Von? Then hold on, I'm gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> Tupac was putting out some of his best work when he died, so mm-hmm. we don't know how. Because I even said Tupac earlier, I'm supposed to really on it. He had some good. He had some great classic songs with his albums, body work wise. It wasn't all that good. When he started putting out "Me Against the World" and if you want to put that, you can take and leave that in lower tier. But "All Eyes on Me" and Machiavelli, those two albums right there, technically three if you count the double album with "All Eyes on Me," mm-hmm. that was his best work. And he and imagine what he was going to do beyond that. Biggie, same thing. He was maturing as an artist on Life After Death, but like on for records like Sky's the Limit. But we didn't get to see where he was going to take it because they both got killed. That's why they get overrated. But they were so great that they get held as legends because they were the best at their time when they died. Listen. <laughs> but I understand why people I, say oh, they're I, overrated. I hear you, man, but. Like... I get it. Like I, said, I get it. If he, I get why some I think. For me personally, if I had to pick between who was the best between those two, I'd probably say Pac, though. I like his delivery a little bit better than Biggie. But he had a stronger presence. Biggie, man, Biggie was controversial, though, man. Like, I heard a few, I heard one of his songs in particular. I don't really, 
I really, I really, I really can't rock with him like that, man. All right, fuck it. All right, his song, I think it's called "Me and My Bitch." I think it's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do it, man. Uh, but you, he's a fat, he's a fat weird nigga. Like you hear what he said though, right? You know what I'm talking about. What verse? That was that was a very suspect bar. All right, and then oh, his his other his boy. other bar, and um, remember his his song in "What's Beef"? Remember what he said in there? I can't remember. But. He said. Don't you know my nigga gotta kidnap kids, fuck them in their ass, and throw them over a bridge? Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some niggas was really doing shit like that, but I get what you said. But come on, he said, "Don't you know my nigga gotta kidnap kids?" I mean, that's all street and whatever. But then when you say, "Do that to him," <laughs> and then throw him over a bridge. Come on, man. I get it. Come on, man. <laughs> like, what do he say? See, it is art. <laughs> he painted a picture. Yeah, I ain't want that one, though. <laughs> yeah, but what are you saying about King Von? King Von. What do you, what do you, how good of a rapper do you think King Von was? I, I only listened to that one album right before he died, so I can't, I cannot make a valid Okay, okay. That I, for me personally, I think of all the young artists that was out. At that time, especially over like even a little bit before and even after him, I feel like King Von probably lyrically was better than everybody out right now. That's in that age group that I think he like. You listen to King Von? Very little. All right, so I I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just saying though. I feel like him as from if you listen to his songs, the story, the way he can tell it. And that picture he can paint for you, I feel like, I, like we said, die early. I feel like I feel like he could have been something though. That's pretty much same as um, even though people may not like what he was doing or what or really did, Triple X, Tentacion, what he was, what he was, what it seemed like he was going to do. Yeah, people was calling him like modern day Tupac type. As shit. far as musically. That would have been interesting to see just where he was going to take what he was trying to do musically. I don't know how good it would have been. I don't know. Se. I ain't. Gonna, I don't know one song. I, I know one. And what's crazy about this shit about him? The first time I ever heard one of his songs was like on a playlist I had playing one day. I was at work, and I was like, that "Shit, it sound all right." And then, like, I think by the time I got home, that was the day he died. Like the first time I listened to him was like the day he died. That was crazy, but. Wow. Um, I only know that song, and I don't even know the name of it. It was, it was an okay song. Then the song he got on, I think Lil Wayne's album or something like that. Don't cry. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. That's, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was the only songs I know about him. But I hear that he was a pretty good artist, and I mean, I just haven't taken time to listen to him. Yeah, but yeah, but from what I did hear from King Von, though, to your point, I was watching an interview he did on the podcast and. People were saying he was really nice, and the storytelling was really. When you like listen that. to his songs, it's almost like when the song ends, it's just like he have to do a part two to every song that he was telling, because you would get that much into it. I felt like, I felt like, I felt like his he could really, I feel like he could write a script for a movie, the way he was rapping, because it would paint that type of picture, um, in your mind. So that's why I said, I mean, I think he was up there, but. Definitely, man. It just goes back to 
environments where you're raised at and who you being around, man, is um, some people may not get a first chance long as those for second. So some people don't know how to leave that environment. You seen what Chief Keith did. He yeah. got the fuck out of town. Yeah. <laughs> some people may not be able to afford it though either. Yeah, you but know, I, a lot of rappers don't got money that they say they got. Yeah, I mean I think they can get it though. If I if I can I mean if I can come from where I'm from and, you know, afford to move to Raleigh, making, you know, not that much, I think an artist with a song on the billboards, I think they can afford to get out of somewhere and move somewhere else, though. It'll be a surprise how many of them ain't got nothing from them checks. I get it, but, I mean... They got more resources than least. <clears throat> yeah, you I mean... I, I, might, I might have right now. I mean, I believe... I mean, I just look at it like them? this, too. I hmm? think... Do they care about them, though? I, I, I think... And I think... A leasing agency, if that's what they have to go through, or if they trying to buy something, I think they can write an IOU letter or something. Because I just think, I mean, they ain't going to take it from me. But I think from an artist in the industry, I think they would take it from them. I mean, I would think so. I mean, because you expect somebody with that type of, like, buzz to, like, blow up. But I don't know. Worst artist right now. It's very. I mean, it's a lot of trash out there, man. There'll be another day for another <laughs> trash can to be filled by another. Artist. <laughs> However, if you like this podcast, we appreciate you. In the morning, noon, and night, whenever you listen to this, we appreciate you. This is Two and a Half LC's podcast, and if you're listening to this right now, we thank you. And if you want to find us, listen to us, you can follow us on Instagram at two one two LLC's Pod, and two space one half LSC's podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. If you want to reach me, I my name is Retro Dre R E T R O D R dot E on Instagram. Retro Dre underscore on Twitter and Retro Soundwave Media on Twitter as well. And if you want to see some of my content, check out my YouTube channel or Check out my website as well. It's Retro Dre, R E T R O D dot R dot E for my YouTube and website, Retro Soundwavemedia.com. You can get my services and you can see what I've done already. Fellas, I appreciate y'all for being here. Yes, and sir. We appreciate AMI Studios for giving us home for this podcast. And y'all go ahead and do your outros, man. Carter Boy 2521 signing off. Give me a follow. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, young underscore Pluto 08. That's the Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And you can catch me on the podcast from usually on Sundays today. It is well. You can catch us on Fridays. Maybe it's a new thing. We'll figure out something like that. Yeah. And he hits me with the classes. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I might be on the Christmas album. Christmas album slash single coming out soon. And uh we appreciate y'all, man. This is episode number seven, six, whatever one of those numbers are supposed to be right. And we out of here, man. Pre- good talk, good talk guys. Yep. Let's get it. Right.